worship. And yeah, I got a boat being brought up on stage. Y'all don't even know what's about ready to go down. You know I like preaching with props. Sometimes I feel like, man, I don't know if what I say gets across, but sometimes I'll use a prop, and if you can see it, you can get it. So that's my prayer today, that as you see it, and I don't just have a boat on stage, they're bringing out something else over here. I'm going to have a bed, but if they're setting up, I do want to kind of set up where I'm going, but just an introduction to our series that we're in. This series is called Mosaic, and if you've been here the last two weeks, Weren't those an amazing two weeks of messages from Pastor Corey and Miss Julia? Man, those were so good. I know I've heard from several people, and Pastor Corey has as well. Like, some of you thought that was Pastor Corey's best message he's ever preached. And he's like, I didn't even think it was that good. I'm like, bro, you talked about nine different things, so you're going to hit everybody in the room. So someone took something away from that. And then last week, uh, man, Julia had an amazing message just about how God is constantly bringing us up out of the valley and into the mountaintop spiritually. Let me move this a little bit closer. You like my box spring here? <laughs> but I love what Julia talks about, and she used Psalm 23. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you're with me. But I was thinking last week that even in what she was saying, the first part of that verse is also amazing in Psalm 23 because verse that was verse 4 she focused on. Verse 1 says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. And so it just took me on this uh, trip this week of looking at all the places where Jesus talks about rest, about peace, about sleeping. And what I want to share with you today, as I said earlier, I really think is going to be a key to help you keep your peace through whatever comes your way. And this Mosaic series, you know, it's not so much of a series like we normally do, where we have this main theme like Mosaic, and every, uh, every sermon kind of weaves in and out of this picture, right? Mosaic, all these broken pieces making beautiful artwork, right? That's what a mosaic is. And, you know, I could stand up here and I can preach an amazing message on God, how God takes your brokenness. He uses everything in your life. He doesn't waste anything. Everything that you've gone through, God can use whatever it is, and he can bring out beauty in the brokenness, which is true. Amen? But that's not so much what we're talking about in this series, Mosaic. You see, what I had this idea of is that you would hear this month, the month of September, from four different people on our preaching team. You've heard from Pastor Corey, Julia. Today you're hearing from me. Next week you'll hear from Bishop Jamie Englehart. But I just wanted every single one of the communicators this month to just bring a message, whatever God is laying on their heart. It doesn't matter what it is. They don't have to build on one another. They don't have to flow in and out of the same theme. They can be on anything because here's the deal. As God is speaking to some of us individually, he also speaks through these people to encourage the body of Christ, but not just us. I actually wanted to open up this way to let you know God is speaking something to you right now in this season of your life, and it's not just for you. 
Just as what he speaks to me isn't just for me, and you can be like, well, Pastor, that's easy for you to say. you got to stand on stage with the mic. But I promise you, you got people in your area of influence that needs what you have. They need to know what you're going through, what you're struggling with. They need to know what God is speaking to you in this season because what he's speaking to you might be an encouragement to them, maybe not what they're currently going through, but maybe what they will go through one day. And so you have a message. You. You need to be encouraging each other. And collectively, as the body of Christ, as God is speaking to each of us individually in our own seasons, in our own walks, that is how we encourage each other beautifully. Because we're all in this together. I'm not better than you just because I'm a pastor. You have a ministry. You have an anointing to preach what God is saying to you just like I do. Amen? Amen. So here's where we're going to start. If you brought your Bible, go ahead and open up with me to Mark chapter 4. It's one of my favorite stories in the gospel, Mark chapter 4. We're going to pick it up in verse 35. Verse 35. This is what Mark says. And again, this is a one-off message in what God has been speaking to me, not just this past week based on the message that Julia had last week, but really I've been sitting with this for probably a year. We opened back up after COVID hit. We opened back up the first Sunday in October. So I've been sitting with this ever since last October. But Mark chapter 4, verse 35, here's what Mark records. He says this, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Verse 36, leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. If you like to underline, you go ahead and underline that. If you got a glowing Bible, you can highlight that. There were other boats with him. We'll come back to that. Verse 37. A furious squall came up, right? This storm, this intense, powerful storm came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped right so this is a bad storm waves are crashing over the boat the boat is almost full of water this is a dire situation right it is a storm they're going through it is a for real serious spot and here's where we find jesus and i love this verse 38 jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion he's sleeping a storm that he could potentially drown in, and Jesus is sleeping. The disciples woke him and said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Now, a lot of us, when we read stories like this from the gospel, we kind of get on the disciples. We're kind of like, come on, it's Jesus. Really, Peter? Really, James? Like, this is Jesus, and you're asking Jesus if he cares. You know, about, you know he's about ready to give up his life for you, and you're asking him if he, if he cares. But think about it in their perspective. He doesn't know Jesus is getting ready to die for him. He's only just begun his ministry journey with Jesus, and here they are, and they're in this boat, and the, the wind's kicking, the waves are kicking. It's full. You know, it's going back and forth. It's crazy. And they say to Jesus, Jesus, don't you care? because he was sleeping. Don't you care that we're going to drown? Can't you do 
something. Can I say to you, we do this all the time. At least I know I do. I get in these seasons where I know I'm supposed to be strong. I know I'm supposed to have faith. I know I'm supposed to have peace. I'm always reminded that he's with me. But still, I'll go through something, and my boat still shakes. In the storm, I still freak out. You know, like last October, we were shut down for seven months, and I had people calling me, and they were like, Pastor, I know I'm out of the light here, camera guy. Sorry about that. Pastor, I cannot believe that you're shutting down. You have no faith. Pastor, I can't believe that the doors of the church aren't open. You know this is all just political. They're trying to take away our religious freedom, and you're doing it. You're laying down. You're being a pansy. You should just step up and open back up the church. And I'm like, ah, really? Uh, let me think about that. And then I open up the first Sunday in October, and I got people calling me, Pastor, you don't care about people. Are you serious? You say Hill City's all about love, but you open it up. You sure ain't loving your community. And here I'm like, what in the world? And I'm going back and forth, and I'm like, Jesus, man, don't you care what I'm going through right now? Are you serious? And then I'll be thinking, I'm like, oh, hold on, hold on. Psalm, Psalm chapter 4. Verse 8, and I get in these seasons, right? Psalm chapter 4, verse 8, it says this. He says, peace I will, or could we pull that up real quick? Psalm 4, 8. In peace I will lie down and sleep. Oh, okay, this is crazy. Jesus, I just need some sleep. I just need to lay down here. You are good, Lord. Oh, make me dwell in safety. Okay, so I left the storm. Now I'm reminded I got peace, and then my phone rings. I'm sorry, your son has uh, been linked to a COVID case. You're going to have to uh, contact Trace. He cannot come to school for the next 10 days. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Are you serious right now? What in the world? I work. Melanie's at work. Jesus, don't you care? We, we, we're drowning over here. We got four kids trying to do homeschool through little computers that don't work half the time. I got a kindergartner that's got 10 different Google Meets. Jesus, you have no idea. You weren't around when Google Meets were around. You have no idea what I'm going through right now. I'm just sharing what I've went through the last year. And so I'm in this, and I'm freaking out. And I'm like, what are we going to do? Who's going to stay home? Am I going to have to stay home? I mean, I got the more flexible schedule, so I guess I'll put my life on hold and all this stuff. And oh, It wasn't pretty in the Bannon household several times over the last year. But then I'm in that season. I'm like, okay, hold up, hold up. Matthew 11, my go-to verse. Okay, Jesus. And I know this is tying into Old Covenant system and how they used to have to live following after 323 different commands. But I still go to this verse for a lot in life. And Jesus says this, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And I'm just like falling into the bed. <laughs> like Jesus, like I need you. I need you in my life. I need to rest. I need your peace. I need to not focus on whatever, what I'm going through. And I need to realize that you're there for, more, there for me and I can take a breath. And then the next day comes, and we get a phone call, and one of my good friends, my dad's good friend, actually, first couple that he ever married, just called the husband call and said, I'm, I just lost my wife to COVID. And so I'm talking to my dad, and we're walking through this together, and I know this lady, and I'm like, man, this, is, this, this sucks. 
and you're like, man, Jesus, don't, where are you at in all this? Like there's so much going on, there's so much, there's so much death, there's so much pain, there's so much confusion. Should I do this? Should I not do this? Should I wear my mask? Should I not wear my mask? Man, people are, man, I got two good friends actually in the last month. One of them was in the hospital for 18 days battling COVID. And it's just like, I'm there for you, but then I, can I go to the hospital? Can I even show up and see you? I'm praying for you. Can I do anything for you? And I'm trying to be there, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I want to show that I care, but man, Jesus, what do I do in this moment? Jesus, where are you in this moment? And I'm rattled in this, and it's a storm. And it's a bigger storm for them than it is for me, but I'm still feeling it. And so I'm in the boat, and I got this storm going on, and then I try to jump out of the boat and like, okay, no, Jesus, where are you at? All right, this is what your word says. Hold on, John 14, 27. You say this, Jesus. You say, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give it as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled and don't be afraid. Okay, maybe I can sit down in that. Okay. I can take a breath. And then I'm in this moment, and then I'm thinking, okay, I can go into peace. I can get out of the storm. But then constantly the storm's coming. And, and I know this is a storm for, for a lot of people that I know. They're in the boat, and they're, they just lost their job. The company's downsizing. They're already drowning in bills and in debt. And they're questioning, man, Jesus, where are you in this moment? And I'm walking with them through the season that they're in, and it's just just this storm that just tosses them back and forth, and they're so unstable. And I know I've been there too. And then I got to remind myself, well, wait, 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 wait. Paul said this, 2 Thessalonians 3.16, he says this, Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times and in every way. No matter what it is, no matter what storm, no matter what our battle, no matter what chaos no matter what uncertainty, because that's my biggest issue, is the unknown. No matter what that is, you give me peace for all times. And so what I want to show you today, though, is that I don't think we were meant to hop back and forth from the boat to the bed, from the boat to the bed, back and forth, back and forth, in peace, out of peace, in peace, out of peace. I don't think that that was the reminder that Jesus wanted to leave us all these times throughout Scripture talking about peace, comfort, and his presence. I don't think that that's the reminder just to get us out of the storm so we have peace just to jump right back into it, right? And I, can, I just use these, these uh, four verses. I could have went so many different places, right? I could have went to Philippians 4, be anxious for nothing, right? In all circumstances, give thanks, by prayer and petition, lift your request to God and may the peace of God that surpasses understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ. I could have went to John 16, 33. Jesus himself says, uh, in this world you will have trouble, but fear not, for I have overcome the world. So what is he trying to preach to us and teach to us all throughout the verses? It's not hopping back and forth. It's this. Let, let's go back. Let's go back to the story that we picked up in in Mark chapter 4. Remember, Jesus is on the boat, a storm's happening, and he's sleeping. The disciples say, Jesus, don't you care? 
that we're going to drown, that we're going to die. Don't you care? And this is what I got. This is the amazing revelation. And a revelation I will never forget. Matter of fact, I know I'll never forget it because I got it tattooed on my right arm. He said this, verse 39. Jesus, he got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. Verse 40, he said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? Luke's version says, where is your faith? King James version says, ye, 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 <laughs> ye of little faith. You know, I always thought, well, let me just finish out the verse. Verse 41, they were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and waves obeyed him. Now, I always thought that what Jesus meant in this moment when he got up from sleeping and he calmed the storm and he looked at his disciples and says, where's your faith? You of little faith, why didn't you do something? I always thought that that meant that Jesus in that moment was trying to teach them that the disciples should have had the faith himself to calm the storm. And you know, that'll preach. Especially you get in some charismatic cir circles and they start going and they start using that and they're trying to build your faith and hype you and get you all, all uh, you know, emotional and they're talking about how big a faith you can have and you can walk out this door and you can speak to that literal storm and you can calm that hurricane. No, I'm not saying we shouldn't pray for stuff like that, but what I'm saying is I could preach that really well and that's how I have heard it preached all my life, that the disciples in that moment, the greatest act of faith would have been them having big enough faith to calm the storm on their own. But about two years ago, actually, from a good friend of mine, his name's Bill Vanderbush. He was here for a conference we did here in this building, and he actually said something that I will never forget. He, he said something incredible, and it's a new revelation that I picked up on, and it's kind of what God has been see, speaking to me in this season. That's why I want to share it with you this morning. He said the greatest act of faith for the disciples wouldn't have been for them to calm the storm themselves. The greatest act of faith in that moment would have been for the disciples to join Jesus taking a nap. You see, what Jesus is trying to teach all throughout Scripture, especially even this story and what he's trying to model, is that instead of going in and out of the boat, instead of feeling like you have to get out of the boat and be over here in the bed to have peace, Jesus is like, no, why don't you just move the mattress? Why don't you just go ahead and make your bed? in the boat. So no matter what happens, no matter the storms, no matter the waves, we can lay down and rest in him. Why? It's called trust. It's called faith. Man, we sang about it all morning long. No matter what our circumstances, no matter what our storms are, I promise you, and we go through them every single day, every single week, every single month. Somebody you meet is going through something. I know that. I know you might be going through something. But we don't necessarily always have to be rescued out of the boat to have peace. We can have peace in the boat. So start making your bed in the boat. That's what I came to share with you this morning. And I, earlier I wanted you to underline the fact that it said there were other boats with them in this story. Because if the disciples in that moment, right, and these are fishermen, They've been out there on the, on the sea. They've been through storms in their life before. 
But if they would have joined Jesus taking a nap, what kind of picture would that have sent to the people that were around? What are they doing? Man, they're going to die and they're over there just taking a nap with Jesus? But isn't that what we're supposed to do, live our lives in such a way where people ask, how can you have the peace and the trust and the rest you have going through what you're going through? That's when we give the answer. It, it's not anything I have except for Jesus. And that's it. And we're able to give a response for the hope and the joy that we have. Amen? Amen. Well, that's what I came to share with you. I do want to close this way. I think I have one more encouraging thing. I'm going to get the band to come back up because I do want to close out today ending with that new song that we just sung earlier. That was such a good song on how he will never fail us, exactly what I'm talking about, resting in no matter what season of life we're going through. And as they're, as they're coming up, I did find this verse that kind of captures exactly what I'm talking about as well. So it's a verse in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40 verses 3 or 4. Check this out. I love this. And this is speaking of the coming Messiah. This is a prophetic picture 600 plus years before Jesus even steps on the scene, but it's speaking of Jesus, and it's so beautiful. Check this out. Isaiah 40, verses 3 and 4. It says this, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Right, you're reminded maybe already of John the Baptist who came preparing the way for the Lord, right? It talks about that in John, that he came baptizing people and he was the one that was preparing the way for Jesus. So if you get that, this is for Jesus. And then verse four, I love this. It says, every valley will be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. I love that. Right, every mountain. We talked about mountains last week, these mountaintop experiences, but this mountain is a representation of those obstacles and things that are out in front of, front of you that you think are unsurmountable, not climbable. You'll never be able to defeat it. But he says every mountain that you see will be made low. And I love this picture. Every valley should be raised up. The things that you go through that you consider valleys in life, and I preached, actually my last message, I talked about these mountaintop experiences and how they're great, but how we live most of our life in the valley, in the middle, and we go through a lot in the valley, but these places in the valley will be lifted up. Mountains made low, valleys brought up, and so you live with this idea that it is even Keel, is that a word? Keel? Not kill, keel. I think it's a word. Feels like it's a word. And so you don't have to ride the roller coaster of life. This is the picture. It's not this. It's not hopping from the boat to the bed. It's a constant. There we go, that's a better word. It's a constant relationship. It's a constant trust. It's a constant peace, knowing no matter what you go through, that he'll never fail you. And that's what I came to remind you of 
this morning. Would you just stand to your feet? I'd like to pray, but I do want us to just in this moment, as we're going to worship here, I, I want you in this moment to think about the different areas that, that God has never failed you. And, and it's one thing to read through the gospel stories, and it's one thing to see how Jesus never failed anyone in the gospels. And if he didn't fail them, he'll never fail me. And that is a great reminder. But it's a whole different level when you understand and get the picture of some things that he's delivered you from, some areas where he's been there with you and you know it, some areas that he uh, has shown himself to be real in your life. When you remember those life or those things in your life and, and realize that, man, he's never failed you in those. And if he's never failed you in those, he'll never fail you in the next, whatever you go through. That, take, that takes it to a new level of trust. And it also should take our praise to another level. So we're going to praise. We're going to be reminded that he's never failed us. And we're going to go out of this place with an attitude of celebration that no matter what we go through, man, we can praise him in the storm. Amen? Amen. Father, thank you so much for all that you do, for all the ways you've been there for all the ways you're teaching us to rest and put our trust in you. And I just pray right now, if there's someone in this room that's going through something only you might know, I pray, Father, that you would just comfort them, bring them peace, a peace that goes beyond understanding. They don't even know why they're in experience here right now. It's beyond their natural understanding and comprehension. But they know that it's you because you are peace. You're the Prince of Peace and you're alive in them and so they can have access to peace and father would we be reminded that we can make our bed in our boat knowing that you'll never leave us nor forsake us you, you were there in the boat you'll be there in our boat as well and i pray that this is an incredible reminder for your people and i pray that you would bring this to their attention their remembrance as they walk through life and it's in jesus name i pray amen